Do you want to try and intro us now with our new name and everything? Sure, that's a lot of pressure. Okay. Oh, everyone who's listening, this is Let's FaceTime. We have a title this week. Um, my name is Kylie. My name is Jocelyn. And we're a podcast just trying to be two friends talking, catching up, talking about media, TV shows. And if you're looking for a friend, come listen to us because I'm always looking for another friend. Yeah, come yeah. join our FaceTime call. <laughs> we are actually FaceTiming, that is hence the name. This week we're gonna catch up, but we wanted to talk about HBO's The Sex Lives of College Girls, which we'll get into later. Yeah, but first, how was your week, Kylie? Oh my god, I don't know about my week, we can talk about that, but let's talk about today, because <laughs> I have a story. Okay, so if you haven't listened to our first podcast, one, you should, two, um... To give you background, I'm currently living in Seattle. And so today I have had a lovely Saturday morning. It is only 1.30 p.m. and I am living on such a high. I got up and I was like, I'm going to go to a cafe and do some work. And so I decided to walk to this cafe. I've never been there before. And they had really good pastries. And so even though I technically should not have gluten, I caved today and got an almond croissant. Kylie! It was delicious. <laughs> doesn't that set you back completely, like if you have gluten one time? It doesn't set me back completely. It's not like I've like <laughs> reverted. It's I shouldn't do it often, but I haven't done it in a while. So it's okay. I feel like it's like breaking Amish or something. Like I'm like breaking being gluten-free. Anyhow, for everyone who can't see me right now, I'm shaking my head disappointedly. <laughs> I know, and I'd be disappointed. And I'm like, why does my stomach feel a little off right now? And I'm like, that's because I had a, a non-gluten-free croissant. Um, it's not that bad. It's just like a little weird. Anyhow, and then I was like, I need to go to the store because I want to make these gluten-free peanut butter cookies, but I needed more peanut butter. And so the closest store was Whole Foods. And let me remind you, the weather currently is like upper 30s rain. This is the type of weather you get like bronchitis from. Not fun weather to walk in. But me, I'm like, you know what? Even though I have a car, plenty of bus routes and a bike, I decided let me walk today. So I'm like, have my car. How far away the Whole Foods? It was another half mile from the cafe, which was a half mile from my house. So about a mile of walking so far. And I go to Whole Foods. One, Whole Foods has great gluten-free selection. I had so many choices in gluten-free pizza. It was amazing. I went back and forth on what type to get. That's going to be my dinner. And then I'm checking out of Whole Foods and it's snowing. And I'm beaming because I'm so excited. I love the snow. <laughs> I absolutely yeah, I saw your it. be real that said it was snowing, but I saw no snow in the actual photo. But I support this for you. It was hard to picture, but the snowflakes were giant. They were like one inch, enormous. And now I was thinking about taking the bus back. But once I saw the snow, I couldn't. I had to walk through it. As the East Coaster that I am, I had to walk in the snow. And my walk back took me a different route along this like park and ravine. I had to like cross two bridges and these trees and I'm going through all these homes that are so cute. Except I had a paper bag from Whole Foods because I was dumb and didn't bring a reusable bag. So my bag is starting to rip. And now I'm like bare holding my groceries as I had to walk this mile back in the snow slash rain and I barely make it back. The bag, right as I like go to open up my door, my yogurt is falling down on the ground and everything's falling. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm right here. Um, but I made it back with all of my belongings and nothing is damaged, but it was kind of wet. And it was such, just a great experience. You're probably- I love how you started this story with like, I had the best day ever. And then you're like, so I almost got bronchitis. My Whole Foods bag ripped out. I ate something that made me feel sick. <laughs> I'm having such a great day though. Like it, though, all of those things somehow make me happy. I'm so glad. You know what? <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah. So that's my day. Uh, yeah. What? How is your day going, Jocelyn? My day is significantly less interesting so far. I slept in till 9 a.m. and then I woke up. And the L Word finale, which you obviously don't care about, but I do, 
it came out last night. Um, and so this morning I had to wake up and read the recap that other people wrote on it. And so I spent like an hour reading other people's recaps because when I'm invested in a TV show, I like to hear what other people say about it on the internet because I'm a nerd. And the award finale, there were so many annoying things that happened. It drove me absolutely up the wall. Like, <laughs> so I had to like... So you read the recaps before you watched No, it? I watched the recap Friday morning. I watched the TV show Friday morning, wrote my own recap, okay. published it on my website. And then today, uh, I spent all day reading other people's recaps <laughs> just to like see, see if they were as angry about it as I was so that I could get justification for my life. Were you justified? Yes, everybody was mad. Okay. <laughs> there was, it, was so, it was so annoying, but there were some cute things too, so like, we'll take it, we'll take it. I'll move on since you don't care at all. Um, yeah, but I haven't left my house yet today, so... That's kind of fun. Despite the fact that it's three hours later for me, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) And I had returns to make that I did not, so we'll see. Mm, Bummer. You can take them back during the week. I feel like returning things during the weekend is not fun. Yeah, but I don't really have time during the week because I work from, like, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like, by the time I, like, leave and come home. And then, like, I'm not gonna roll back out at 6 p.m. in the darkness. That's fair. That is true. It's crazy how much when the sun sets so early that five o'clock hits and you don't want to do anything. It's like I'm going home. That's all I'm doing. We are not venturing back out if I don't have to. That is it. The day is done. Yeah, it's bad. And now I have so much anxiety at work, so I'm just living in a constant anxiety spiral. But like, that's so fine. Apparently, the sun is no longer setting after 5 p.m. now. So, like, that's good. We're moving in the right direction. That is true. I did notice that. Like, to this week it was 4.30, and on a sunny day, the sun had not set. And I noticed that. So, we're making progress. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited for the summer. I'm so excited for the sun. I hate February March, though. I don't know about Seattle, but traditional East Coast February March are terrible months. That's fair. I just prefer anything where there's sun, honestly. And March, I'm going on vacation. She's visiting me! February, I'm seeing my girlfriend, so I have things to look forward to. I am so excited for you and Anna to come visit me. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it's going to be so fun. No, it's going to be the most fun time. I love Seattle. I'm so excited to see Seattle again. So excited to see you. We can film an episode of the pod in person. Whoa, that'd be crazy. I don't even know how that would work, but we could just sit in my tiny little room and talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I think it would work great. Oh, also I learned one of our couches downstairs is a futon. Oh, fun. So that means it's actually like a bed. Yes, I, I know what a futon is, but thank you. I know, but a food like staying on a futon is so much better than staying on a couch. Yeah, that's true. How did you learn that? A futon makes it feel Um I was just like downstairs doing laundry. Like in my house we have like a basement and it's finished and everything and we have a TV and a couch and I don't spend a lot of time down there, but I was just meandering about because I was thinking that when Jocelyn and Anna come visit me, how are the sleeping arrangements gonna work? And then I noticed that there were pillows in the basement like storage area and i was looking again at this couch and i realized that it was a futon not an exciting story oh good so we can sleep in the basement yeah except the basement's kind of scary because it has both of my roommates but i actually am close with not close but more friendly with those roommates has both of your roommates like they sleep in the basement like they have rooms in the yeah basement? they have full rooms <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you might see them when they walk to the bathroom, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, this is sort of another thing that I didn't tell you about. Me and Justin like, text every single day about who knows what, mm-hmm. but I never told you this. But on our last episode, again, you should listen to episode one, that we talked about music taste, and I talked about the first song on my <laughs> playlist, Kylie's Jams, is Swan Lake by... Sh- Tchaikovsky. I'm murdering his name. I apologize. Tchaikovsky. Anyhow, I went on a date this week, Ooh. and we talked about music. And guess, he was like, I listen to a lot of weird musics. Like, you'll listen, you'll see, like, Tchaikovsky on my playlist. And I was like, 
no way <laughs> wait that's actually so funny i love that you guys are soulmates <laughs> we are definitely not soulmates but i my mouth was dropped <laughs> to the floor like you're kidding me i was just talking about this to my friend and i like showed him like look at my playlist he's like oh yeah i love the 1812 overture i'm like i also love the 1812 overture for the july 1812 overture is on the canyon's amazing Sorry. This is the funniest thing I've but ever I, heard in my whole life. Like, not only does he listen to Tchaikovsky, but he admitted it on a first date. <laughs> he talked about it. Well, he was like, here, you like, you want to play music? And I, and I was like, sure. I don't know. And I just played a normal... I didn't play Kylie's Jams. <laughs> I was not that exposed. <laughs> I played, like, an on-repeat, which was just, like, very mellow. And he was like, I don't want you, like, my music's so weird, like, it's a wide range, like, your music seems pretty consistent, and he mentioned Tchaikovsky, and I died, I couldn't. <laughs> That's so funny. So. so. Well, speaking of music, a really thrilling thing in my life happened yesterday, and it's at Meredith Brooks, best known for singing the song Bitch, which I love. It's like, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint, I will not be contained that song i love that i don't know if i've heard that song but i love it <laughs> well release the album blurred lines which this song is on in 1997 <laughs> yesterday i got a notification from spotify meredith brooks released a new album and i was like what did this woman release like i didn't think she sang anymore it's the blurred edges extended cut like she released <laughs> like essentially a taylor's version <laughs> like a full like 20 like 15 years later and i'm living for it like there's new there's like three new songs there's some live versions like <laughs> it's a new album cover like it's incredible that's hilarious i love that she's following taylor's path <laughs> the millennial in me is thriving you are everyone's gonna think that you're 35 years old <laughs> <laughs> because i'm like oh the 1997 song which released two years prior to me being born <laughs> i know but what can you do you know you love what you love all my favorite artists yeah. are 90s icons so icons being used very liberally <laughs> <laughs> shout out annie defranco oh my god i think if there's anything else i wanted to tell you about just another day, another week, made it through. We survived. One week closer to whatever you're looking forward to in your life. I don't know. <laughs> this week starts The Bachelor. Oh, I'm so excited. Kylie, so Kylie never watched The Bachelor in her <laughs> life. She's adamantly against it. Her sister tried to convince her to watch it when they were in quarantine with literally nothing to do, and she still managed true. to complain about it. So, but now... Her Seattle friends, who are apparently so cool and fun, have convinced her to watch The Bachelor, which I did not even convince her to do when I had it on in the room we shared. That so, is true. We were living together. It was on my TV, and I was there, but I would be head in my laptop doing homework, probably with headphones on, as Jocelyn and some of our other friends sat and watched The Bachelor weekly. Yeah, I can't say I'm not a little bit hurt, but I am very excited to talk about it. It'll be very fun. I can't wait yeah. to hear what you think. I know. I'm kind of excited. The reason that I'm watching is because two of my friends are like, we're going to host a bachelor night, and I am a sucker for trying to have friends and do friend-type activities. So <laughs> even if that requires watching stuff. The Bachelor every week, I will do it because we're trying to make friends. No, that's fair. That's valid. I'm in a bachelor bracket with my entire family. So like my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my brother's girlfriend, my girlfriend, and my grandma. Wow. And we all do a bracket together that's... and compete. And every week we like fight about who like overcomes who and stuff. We have a group chat that's just used for bachelor things. Like there's wow. no group chat which our significant others are in except for this one. <laughs> And you exclusively talk about The Bachelor, that is it. Yeah, and sometimes like Love Island or like celebrity breakups. Oh, so similar vibes. <laughs> it's fun that you have a whole bracket. So when you do the bracket, and I know I technically did this, a bracket similar, I think years ago, um, you are trying to pick who's leaving or who's staying. You pick who stays? Is we that do it, it so that there's a lot of different ways you can play, but our family does it so that every week 
you can select you select all the people you think are staying for the week and then you get a point for every person that stays and like the further on you go points amplify so like the first week you only get one point per the second week you get two points per etc etc okay yeah i don't think we're doing a bracket but we get really excited to see here about your bracket i'm much more of a march madness basketball bracket person less of a bachelor bracket person but i support it i love the competition so I listened to the Game of Roses podcast, and their whole thing is that they think The Bachelor is a game just like football, where like there's strategies and winners and losers and stuff, <laughs> so they talk about it super like, super unrelated to the love aspect. Like if someone tells a personal sob story, they call it the personal tragedy card, and they're like, oh, she played the personal tragedy card, she's going to get through this week. Like stuff like that, and it's really funny, and I feel like you would appreciate it. I would love that. It sounds like game theory type yeah, logic is. in this reality TV show. That's so cool. I should. There definitely are like ways to win. Like you can so tell so early who's going to do well and who can do badly. And like they predict top four just based on looking at their Instagrams before the season. Like it's wild. <laughs> That's fun. It reminds me of Survivor-esque energy. And obviously Survivor is strategy. Like that's a main part of the show. But... The fact that it turns this like reality matchmaking show into the strategy game is kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, maybe I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it on my next treadmill walk or something. Oh, good. Do you walk on the treadmill? Some Sometimes if I'm trying to lift, I'm like, I need to do something cardio and I don't want to run. I'll do like 15% incline walk. And so... In my head, I'm like, I'm preparing myself when I'm like a hiker girl come spring. So <laughs> That's what I should do, too. I need to walk more. But alas. All right. Should we get into our discussion of sex lives of college girls? Yes. We need to actually talk about the topic of the week, which is the sex lives of college girls. I just want to say I'm the one who suggested this show to Jocelyn to watch. And that's normally not the case. Normally, she's the one who suggests me everything. So. Because I watched so many, so many shows. Like, last year alone, I watched 83 seasons of television. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how you keep track of that. Like, it's something you're proud of. (laughs) It's not, I'm actually relatively embarrassed by it, but considering the fact that I post every month every show I watched, like, it's not a secret, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch nearly as much TV. I wish I could. I don't know, I just get too busy with school. No, that makes sense. It's good to have hobbies. So... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if school's a hobby, but sure. And this week I was busy also um, working on our cover art, which now is complete. We are getting places with the podcast. We now have a jingle, we have cover art, and we have a title. We are so much better than last week. <laughs> We're killing it. Okay, for people who are not familiar with the show, we are going to have spoilers because otherwise, oh, yeah. like, why not? It's been out for a while. We're just going to talk about it. So turn it off. If you haven't off. seen it, that's your fault. <laughs> Yeah, turn off the podcast now if you don't want spoilers, but otherwise, if you don't care about spoilers and haven't seen it, basically the premise is that these four girls are freshmen in college, they are unlikely friends, but they all decide to room, they don't decide, they all get put into a room together (laughs) and essentially have to become friends. There's Leighton, who's like the rich blonde girl who is gay, it turns out, but she, it's like a secret in season one, but in season two it's not. And then Kimberly, who's a financially kid um, from the Midwest. She's really freaking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> My personal Already opinion. Already putting your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen anyone that likes her. Do you like her? No, I think she was charming at first. Like this like financial aid, sort of nerdy type kid. And then it kind of devolved from there. So after the first like episode, I was like, she is annoying. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's Bella Malhotra, who mm-hmm. is an Indian girl whose parents think she's studying medicine, but in fact she is trying to be a comic. And she's also pretty full of herself. Yeah. And then there's Whitney. Why do I know Bella's last name? I don't know. You said that? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's news to me. Because <laughs> I don't know anyone else's last name, and I was just thinking about that now when I was introducing Whitney. But Whitney is she's the soccer she is there um to play soccer big varsity jock-esque energy 
in the first season, and then she sort of turns into a love of biochem in season two, which is kind of a little bit surprising. Yeah, she was pigeonholed as a jock, but really she just has a love of academics. Oh, and her mom is a famous senator, Whitney Chase. Oh, yeah, her mom is a famous senator. Yeah, and they all go to Essex University or college, which is supposed to be this like small Vermont-based. It's an Ivy liberal arts school. Do they? I know they tried. It's sort of like Ivy Energy. I don't think they're. I think it's supposed to be Dartmouth. Oh, is that the energy? Oh, okay, sure. Same energy, private. That's what I thought. Or like Yale. Or I think it was like an Ivy. Like I think that's a thing, basically. In my head, I was thinking of like a NESCAC school. (laughs) This is like real. Oh, it could be Middlebury. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like elite, small, liberal arts college. Um, People who aren't from the Northeast are probably confused about all these small private schools, but that's a real Northeastern thing, I feel like. Anyhow. Yeah. So season one thought what are your overall thought i'm trying to think about when season one ends okay wait i can't split it into seasons because i um did limited research for this i just wrote down my overall thoughts from each character oh okay well other so the reason that i originally started watching the show i just want to give that is one of someone that i know at university of washington which is where i'm at now love this show and she said that the second season was filmed at university of washington so she kind of was like, you have to watch this. And so I was looking for some show to watch and I put it on and I really liked it. And so season two is filmed at Utah, which is cool. And I think season three will as well. So once they start filming, I'm going to be scouting and I want to make a little like cameo if I can. <laughs> that would be so fun. Oh my goodness. I know. Imagine if you're there. I know. Imagine if you meet them. Imagine if you meet Renee Rapp and Aliyah. Which one's Aliyah? Whitney. Oh, okay. She seems cool. Her, Leighton, and Whitney's characters are best friends in real life, and they hang out all the time, and they post so much TikTok content. Oh, I didn't know that. It's so cute. Renee Rapp, I've learned, was apparently, she's the lead in Mean Girls on Broadway. The musical! It's coming out so soon, I'm so excited. And they're doing a movie of Mean Girls the musical, which was originally a movie, and she's going to be on it. Oh, Mean Girls the Musical is a movie? No, it's going to be a movie. Mean Girls, movie. Mean Girls the Musical is a musical. And now they're making a movie of Mean Girls the Musical. So is Renee Rapp on Broadway or is she in the cinematic She's going to be both. She's on Broadway, but she's also going to be on the movie of the mu- musical. So I'm Interesting. Cold. Well, I kind of want to go see the musical. Well, then go to Broadway. <laughs> Maybe I will. Renee Rep has her own EP. I think it's really good. Jocelyn and I tried to go to her concert in Boston, but they sold out basically immediately. So unfortunately, we could not go. But I think her music's pretty good. I know we're not talking about the show, but just side note, you should give her yeah, a Yeah, we're actually doing such a terrible job of talking <laughs> about the show, but I feel like that's fine. <laughs> it's all tangentially related. <laughs> In future episodes, everyone listening, I'm going to put a little thing on my Instagram story and be like, what do you want us to talk about? And then we'll take your topic. So if you hate this, tune into the Insta so that you can have be the change you want to be in the world. <laughs> be the change you want to see in this podcast. Okay, so who is your favorite character? What's my favorite? Okay, so like as a person, as okay, I love Eric. Oh. Which we didn't talk about. He's not one of the four. I don't know if you wanted one of the four. If we're talking about a favorite one of the four, I really like Leighton. I love Leighton. She's great. I feel like the big drama with Leighton on the internet is whether it, like, so many people on the internet think Leighton should have ended up with Tatum instead of Alicia, and I quite simply do not Mm. believe that. No, I don't believe that. I think they were too similar to have been together and Leighton sort of had this progression or this arc of like becoming or like really sort of becoming one with her um coming out and being part of the women's group or club or whatever that was and so I think it just made more sense to be with Alicia than with Tatum I thought it I liked it yeah I agree and Alicia's better I love Alicia 
and I was really upset that she wasn't like really in the second season and I was so excited when she came back and the whole internet had just obsessed with Tatum and I'm like Ugh. I hate Tatum. Alicia I loved I loved her actor I love her as the actor that plays her I also loved her character and so I was sad when she went away for part of whatever season it was and then when she came back I was super excited <laughs> we love who else personally big Whitney fan but I think Whitney got screwed over by the writers this year. I am very angry. Yeah, I did not like her with the bio boy. Dude, he was racist and misogynistic so extraordinarily. It was so Whitney for context is black and this bio boy was a white boy who was like super racist and misogynistic and shitty to her. And then for some reason like he had arm muscles and so she fell for him. Like it was the most unhinged storyline I've ever seen in my entire life because Whitney's hot. Like, Whitney can pull. Mm -hmm. She did not need this shitty man in her life. Like, it's not like she was struggling to get guys if she wanted to be. Like, I support Whitney and Kanan together so much. They were so cute and they were broken up for no reason other than, like, the Mindy Kaling effect. (laughs) Yeah, I... Have you heard about this? I think you mentioned it to me, but... If you could recap, that would be useful. <laughs> so Mindy Kaling is the showrunner of Sex Lives of College Girls, and she was also the showrunner of uh, of The Mindy Project, obviously, and Never Have I Ever. Oh, yeah. And she writes a lot of self-insert Indian women who want to be comedians characters. That's the general vibe of her characters. They're all very much self-inserts. And she also always had them end up with white boys, like nerdy white boys, boys like Eric, who Kylie is a fan of. I love Eric. And in real life, she is married to a nerdy white boy who looks like the adult version of Eric. <laughs> and a lot of times in her shows, the people of color get, the men of color get really cast aside for these kind of shitty white boys. Mm. And obviously, there's nothing wrong with Mindy Kaling writing what she knows. A lot of writers write what they know. But what's interesting is the fact that the industry keeps rewarding her for doing that and I kind of think that's the same thing that happened with Whitney and Kanan because they were great for each other and they broke up for the most unhinged reason ever that was just the most forced breakup and I hated it and then she ended up with a racist misogynistic piece of shit yeah that was terrible he had no redeeming qualities to him (laughs) he was some could say he was slightly attractive I don't know if I'd go even that far he was so mediocre. He was the most mediocre man ever. I know. And Whitney is so good. Especially she has this, she's super athletic, basically best player on the soccer team as a first year. And then you have her find this love of biochem and actually succeed, which I think is a cool plot line for her. But why is she settling for this terrible human being? I don't know. Also, it's unrealistic to her character. Like, I feel... I guess actually it's not that unrealistic because she was dating her soccer coach when she was a player, which oh, is, is true. also just falling for <laughs> shitty white men who abuse power dynamics. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. You'd think she would have learned from that. <sighs> Maybe she'll learn something. Well, how do we leave off? Oh, we left off season two with her wanting to get back together with Kanan. But Kanan and Kimberly starts to be a thing. Also, okay, we need to talk about Kimberly's love life because I also am confused and it seems unrealistic. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it out there. She's really nerdy and she is always getting the stereotypical hot frat boy energy guy and I don't get it. <laughs> and she's so annoying. Like, there's, uh, you cannot tell me these men are putting up with her level of... <laughs> annoyingness speaking when they're douchey frat boys they're just not i don't yeah she seems high maintenance for what they're getting yeah (laughs) for real i guess like goes to show you if you have big boobs and put out you can take get whoever you want (laughs) that really is what they were showing because in season one she dates layton's brother nico and nico's like the president of this frat they always go to have parties and he's attractive i'm not like but he was cute i was into nico before we realized he had a girlfriend and was cheating on her yeah i i kind of liked actually the nico kimberly combo i think it was the best 
that Kimberly has had in the whole show plotline, even though he was cheating on his long-distance girlfriend. Yeah, I agree. But then she went... I think her and the refugee, the the quote-unquote climate (laughs) refugee (laughs) from Kansas... Yeah. (laughs) Was absurd. That whole plotline was terrible. Yeah. I... I liked them as a friend when at first they thought that she was like friend zones when she was sick or something like that. I liked that energy because that was nice. Oh, this big climate refugee hot guy is super nice. Okay, cool. But then you don't have to make them a thing. Right. And her and Kanan also, I really enjoyed their dynamic as friends Mm. because he would kind of call her out on her ignorant bullshit but in a joking way, they had good banner as friends. They helped each other, like... Yeah. It was good. It was solid. I like the vibes. But them dating makes no sense to me. Like, no. I don't think Kanan would. Yeah, Kanan shouldn't date Kimberly. Objectively. And it just makes Kimberly the worst friend in the whole world. There is quite literally two men on campus that you should not be dating. Eric and Kanan. And she had to go for Kanan. <gasps> Oh my god, yeah, Kimberly kind of gets... I hate that ending. I literally hate the end of season two when Kanan and Kimberly are becoming a thing and you see Whitney watching it all happen because Kanan and Whitney would have been so good. They better be endgame. If Kanan and Whitney aren't endgame, I'll be so sad. I'd be mad. If this show becomes the Kimberly show, I'm gonna have to stop watching. I truly could not deal because it looks like they're writing Bella out of the show. Yeah, that's... What I'm curious to, I was texting my sister about it, and I said, oh, it's sad, I think Bella's going to leave, and she was asking why I thought that, and I'm like, well, it's clear, her whole plot line. So if you haven't seen the end of season two, Bella is sort of, at the last scenes, is meeting with a dean of students, or some sort of dean at the university, basically asking to transfer. She's like, everyone hates me, I don't have no friends, um, yeah, so that really describes right off. Did you just say, I don't have no friends? I don't have no friends, yes. <laughs> okay, Kylie. Um, she says, I don't have any friends. Guys, <laughs> I'm not good with English. <laughs> I think Bella can be really insufferable at times, but I also really like her character a lot. I really like the idea of her being a comic and trying to compete with this all mostly male comedy club, club, whatever you want to call it. I really liked that. But then when she starts her own all-female group, I don't like how she becomes. Like this power-hungry, driven self. But even that, I think, is interesting. Yeah. Like the fact that she had all these girls who quit for her basically because they believed in her the power of women sticking together Mm -hmm. and then she actually just believes in the power of herself i think that's an interesting story to tell yeah what i don't believe is interesting about bella is the fact that she keeps sleeping with these men yeah i that yeah and it's never framed as bad like, the other girl in the Catullan gets mad at her for it briefly in the beginning, but that girl's framed as being kind of petty, and then she gets over mm-hmm. it. It's never shown that you, like, realistically, if Bella, in real life, has sex with that famous comedian mm-hmm. to get to the top, quote-unquote, she is not going to get to the top. She is going to develop a reputation mm-hmm. for sleeping around to get what she wants, because that is what happens when a woman sleeps with a guy to get up to like when a woman sleeps with a man in power she's the one that ends up developing the shitty reputation not him when he's the one abusing his power Mm -hmm. and yeah it's framed as something that oh it really worked out everyone knows my name now like no everyone thinks you're gonna put out yeah and that's gonna backfire on you when you actually meet those people in real life again and they're all shitty because comedy is misogynistic and they just think you're gonna put out and i think it's weird that the show it's framing it like Bella did this, like, female empowerment bit. Yeah, that doesn't... I agree. That didn't make sense or line up with a lot of things. 
Because she never really did get any consequence for either what she did to get into the Catalan or what, which, when she slept with the famous comedian. I feel like both were just, oh, well, whatever, and keeps going. So. Right. Like, I'm all for, like, sleep with whoever you want, as many people as you want. But the fact of the matter is, what that, fa- especially what the famous comedian did with, what, was shitty, was an abuse of power. It was yeah. not a Bella female empowerment mm-hmm. thing. It was this famous guy abusing his power and then giving her a reputation all over the comedy world. Mm-hmm. But what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? It's like Pretty Little Liars when that girl slept with her teacher and that was Endgame. I have not seen Pretty Little Liars, so that reference is lost on me. But I'm sure there are plenty of people who have, so... <laughs> In the books, it's framed as a bad thing. He ends up going to jail for it eventually. But in the TV show... Oh, Pretty Little Liar spoilers, I guess? Um, (laughs) But in the TV show, Arya and Ezra are endgame. And the fact that she's dating her teacher is like a great thing. And even in the reboot, they're still together and their relationship is glorified. And she was in high school and he was a teacher. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like when they glorify stuff like that. No, it's legitimately terrible. It's so terrible. And it teaches men that they can do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bad message to give. Actually, Bella does get in trouble or punished, so to speak, when she sleeps with the comedian because Eric breaks up with her. And I'm actually so happy that Eric stays his ground and doesn't get back together with Bella, even though it hurts me because I love Eric. I love a nerdy boy with glasses. And so I was really sad (laughs) because I liked him as a character and I really liked him with Bella. But I think it was good that he didn't cave. He stood his ground. But he broke up with her because she cheated. Correct. Yes. But there is still, so Bella potentially faces consequences in that that way, but I still think there should be some, like, the fact that she cheated and the fact that she slept with a man who Mm -hmm. was essentially her boss are completely separate situations. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But, whatever. We'll see if she actually transfers and if she ever makes it back onto the show. I hope she doesn't. Should we Google it? I mean, it got renewed, right? So they should have the cast. Yeah, they're having a third season. That has been confirmed. I also was worried Renee Rapp wouldn't be on the third season because she's kind of taking off. But It says, is Sex Life of College Girls season three happening? Yes, we're headed back to Essex and maybe elsewhere if Bella ends up transferring after all. So it looks like Bella will still be on the show. Okay. But she just potentially is. Her storyline is a little rocky. Yeah. That would be terrible. Like, they, sh- they shouldn't have her transfer. Maybe she doesn't end up transferring. Maybe for some reason they can't do the paperwork. Something probably falls through. Her parents probably tell her she can't or something. Speaking of things that should have fallen through, can we talk about Kimberly's egg donor storyline? Oh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> that was... Like, the most strange thing to ever happen. She had not enough money to pay for college because she lost her scholarship after cheating on a test. Mm -hmm. And so she decides to, rather than tell her parents, she decides to get them to sign off on a loan. Yes. She gets the money by donating her eggs. And donating your eggs is an incredibly Mm time-intensive, body-intensive, physical process. And you make enough money to pay for maybe one year of school. Yeah, I'm a little confused on that because if she got her scholarship revoked, okay, maybe she was able to go through this whole injections and donating her or donating her eggs to get the money. But is she going to do that again? Can you do it again? I don't know much about it, but... You can. You can donate your eggs multiple times. That has to be a certain amount of time apart. Okay, that makes sense. But A... She should be on financial aid, but she can't fill out FAFSA unless her parents Mm. are attached to her account and therefore see that she has her scholarship revoked. Mm. Who who was paying the percentage of the money that was not covered by her scholarship? Because I seriously doubt this child had a full scholarship. Maybe. Whether her parents, because if so, they are also going to log on to the portal. (laughs) 
So say she had the full scholarship. She needs them to log on to the portal to fill out the FAFSA. Yeah, you have to fill out the FAFSA every year, even to get your scholarship. <laughs> like, they're going to see. Yeah. And it can, like, fuck you up. They didn't show the fact that getting your eggs removed is actually a really risky procedure. And you're going to... Yeah, I don't... Like, it was played off yeah, as, like, a great to... idea to make money. And sure... If it, that is a last resort to make money, and for a lot of women, it is something that they end up, or people with eggs to donate, it is something that they end up deciding to do. But it's not like a great idea for a college kid, and it takes a very long time. You can't drink, you can't exercise. Yeah, I agree, and I think they sort of played it off as it's not that bad. Well, obviously, she had to do all the shots, so they sort of give insight into that, but. I don't know. I feel like the show gave the thing of like, oh, this is a great way to make money if you need to make money and have eggs that you can donate. And I don't know if that's really the message you should send. It's definitely an option if you have to and if you want to, but I really don't think it's as easy as the show described. (laughs) I'm reading this article right now that says, a 21-year-old MIT student was offered $50,000 in compensation for selling her eggs. And so, assuming that Essex is a prestigious school, yeah. she would probably be offered, say, 50k tops that would probably bar out because they wrote an article about it, so I'm sure that was a high number, yeah. which is one year of school. Yeah. Maximally. Maybe not even. Yeah, she definitely did not get enough money to maintain maybe she gets her scholarship back if she does well in school and it would have been so simple to say you have your scholarship removed for the rest of this year or for one semester like that would have been such a simple line change to make it make a little more sense (laughs) you should tell mindy canley that write an email be like i think there's a flaw in your writing i also just don't know why she didn't tell her parents like i understand you messed up you screwed up but I don't know. I feel like hiding this. I think because she thought her parents would find a way to get the money and like mortgage their house house and like sell all their things. And so she didn't want to put that financial burden on them. Yeah. Which like I understand. But also it's just very unrealistic that they don't find out. Yeah. And you don't even tell your parents that you're donating eggs and that isn't an easy procedure. And you probably want to talk to your parents about whatever if you feel crappy or whatever reason. And so that sucks to not be able to talk about that. Do we think she's still on her parents' insurance? Because if so, (laughs) I'm fairly certain that that's going to get logged to your medical history and sent to your family. Yes. Well, there are certain... Now we can get into, like, HIPAA laws and what she may have signed or signed off of. But there's still probably... It could be billed... I don't know. Oh, wait, actually... Diverging back. Uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite character, now that I'm thinking about it, is Lila? Lila. The Lila. Oh my yes. god, I love her. She is an icon. An absolute icon. I agree, she's amazing. She definitely brings so much life and joy to the show. She has such a good comedic value to her I think she always puts in these one-liners that always hit and so I I think she's a great character one of my favorites yeah I agree I I just really hope everyone comes back for season three because everyone is so great and not having even one of them would just be such a loss yeah I think the whole crew really makes the show interesting because they have so much different dynamics and characters and so losing one would dramatically impacted I feel it was an impressively well casted show yeah it is Mindy Kaling really pulling love Mindy I should watch the Mindy project yeah I've never seen it I've heard good things I also need to catch up on never have I ever because I've only watched the first season and a half but Mm. everyone said it was really good but I don't know. Sometimes high school shows, I, I get bored of. Yeah, I agree. I think I can only watch so much high school drama. I'm too old for that. Except Ginny and Georgia. Are you watching Ginny and Georgia? I finished, but yeah. Both seasons? Yes. It came out like 
two weeks ago. Don't, don't spoil it. I'm in the middle of season two. <laughs> I love season one. We're going to have to recap and talk about once I finish season two. Okay, we can talk about it once you're done. That was a show that, like, truly makes me feel things. Oh, okay. I think there's a lot to talk about that show. I'm excited. We have to do an episode. There's so much to, to talk about there. Well, no, like... Not just for you. I'm just saying as the show. Things <laughs> me and... S- <laughs> things frustrate me in sex lives of college girls, and there's characters I enjoy, but, like, when things go wrong for the characters, I do not feel sad. I've never once yeah. come close to crying or anything watching Sex Lives of College Girls, right? But when I watch Ginny and Georgia, like, if some, if Georgia gets hurt, like, I'm crying. Like, Georgia is, like, my life. I love her. <laughs> I feel for her. Mm-hmm. She makes me feel things. Her actress is such an incredible actress. She just makes me feel what she's feeling oh, every no, I time. Agree. Also, are you painting your nails right now? <laughs> I am. Is that black or a dark red? I can't tell. It's black. Uh, I was I I was gonna guess black because I know you've painted them black before, but the camera right now makes them look dark red. I'm an emo kid at heart, you know. <laughs> kid at heart. Mm, sure. I recently told Kylie I was trying to embrace my edgy aesthetic, and she told me I did not have an edgy aesthetic, which is fair <laughs> and probably true, but still, it hurt deep down. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have an edgy aesthetic either, but I think... You don't. But, like, did you watch Wednesday? No. Me neither. Um, (laughs) But you know how in Wednesday there's those two girls, Wednesday and Enid? No! Okay, well, in I haven't seen the show, so there's no spoilers. (laughs) But then how do you know so much about this? Twitter. But there's two girls, Wednesday and Enid, and Wednesday is the Adams Family girl, so she's goth. Yeah. And then Enid yeah. is, like, sunshine, pretty, pixie, like, yellow and pink. Oh, okay. And I think, like, on a spectrum of Wednesday to Enid, I'm closer to Wednesday. Okay. I, I believe that. I can get past that, support that. That's all I want. But I wouldn't say, when I think of Jocelyn, I think edgy. No, that's fair. <laughs> like, I want to be cool. I want people to think, Kylie, she's so cool. And I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know I'm not cool, but... That's good. I'm trying to think of a good cool scale. Like, who's so cool and who's the opposite of cool? Georgia. Like, let's think Kimberly, not cool. Kanan, so cool. And where am I? I am much closer to Kimberly oh, than absolutely. I am to Kanan. Because I'm also so annoying. <laughs> All of my complaints for Kimberly... I didn't think I can be annoying. Like, are just me, I think. I think it's a little bit of projection. <laughs> That's not true. You are definitely not annoying like Kimberly. I hope not. For sure, and I have lived with you for two years. So, I have data. Oh, good. I kind of like Bella's female comedy. Like, that's goals. I want to be a female comedian, comedian, if I can speak. What do you want to do in comedy? Like, would you want to write a magazine like Bella does, or do you just want to do stand-up? I think stand-up. I think it's fun to be on a stage. I think I really think it's fun to go and talk in front of people. Have you tried writing any stand-up skits or anything recently? Not super recently. I thought of things, but I haven't written them down or practiced them. You could make a little, like, five-minute stand-up special and then go to an open mic. I should. I, I really want to. And there's a place that's not too far that does open mic wednesdays or sometime during the week but i just it's scary it's so intimidating but it's actually probably easier here because i know no one and i can go and no one will know who i am and if i bomb then no one will know who i am (laughs) i met this girl when i was going out in boston a few months ago Mm -hmm. and she wanted to be a stand-up comic and she said she just went to open nights all the time and just like read her stand-up and stuff and she said it really helped her to get better at it so I feel like that's just what you got to do no that definitely is the best way to do it is go to open that mics practice meet other people like get seen do all that for sure it's it's just sort of a dream that I don't think I'll actually ever achieve it's just like kind of fun to think about and you know why not dabble in I don't know because I really don't think I'm that funny but I like to think that I'm, that's like the <laughs> biggest compliment someone can give me if someone says wow Kylie you're so funny peak 
I don't care if you're like, you're ugly, but you're funny. That would make my entire week. Okay, so we have to work on the comedy element of the pod. The co- no, that's so much pressure. <laughs> Everyone's like, she's not funny. We have to make a funny podcast that all the blurbs of it are like, funniest podcast I've seen. <laughs> And then everyone will be like, oh, I want Kylie and Jocelyn to come do a live show. And then we can do a live show, and eventually you can break up the band to start your solo career. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Not really, because I don't want to break us up. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm good at producing comedy one-liners. But I think me as an entity could be funny. I think I think too highly of myself in that capacity, though. No, I think that's fun. We could just do a single episode of the pod that's just you talking. <laughs> a Kylie monologue. People are going to think I'm psychotic <laughs> because that's what it would turn into. No, well, it would be you plan it. Oh, that's fair. As if you're doing stand-up. Mm. Maybe. We'll think about it. We've been speaking for almost an hour, so should we... I know wrap it up or do we have any last comments um i don't think so i know what I, I one last comment i'm really gonna be the next show we decide or whatever we decide to talk about i'm gonna think more insightfully i'm gonna try to have more comments besides oh i really like this character she's so fun <laughs> hello God, you're frozen. Okay, I cannot hear anything Kylie's saying anymore, but thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of the Let's FaceTime podcast with Jocelyn and Kylie. If you guys enjoyed what you listened to, make sure to hit the follow button on your Spotify app and rate us for five stars. You can follow me on Twitter at LifeWithJoss and on Instagram at Jocelyn underscore Lutzy. You can also catch all my writing five days a week on my website, rightthroughthenight.com. You can follow Kylie at Gallagher underscore Kylie on Instagram and at Gallagher K17 on Twitter. You got my handles! Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!